Section 25 of Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Iceland, Greenland, and the Search for the Poles. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The World's Story, Volume 8, Norway, Sweden, Denmark, Iceland, Greenland, and the Search for the Poles. Edited by Eva March Tappen. Section 25 how the laplanders live by a f mockler ferryman although laps are occasionally seen in charge of reindeer herds on some of the southern mountain tracks of norway the real home is in the far north not only of norway but also of sweden finland and russia and the country which they inhabit is known as lapland that portion of it which belongs to norway covers only some three thousand or four thousand square miles while the whole of the land of the laps has an area of something like thirty five thousand square miles but statistics show that in norwegian lapland there are a great many more inhabitants than there are in russian finnish and swedish lapland put together and the people whether they be under the rule of russia sweden or norway are all of the same race asiatics and mongols totally unlike Europeans in appearance. In the first place, they are dark, and what we consider ugly, though it is quite possible that in their eyes we ourselves are hideous. Then they are short. A five-foot lap would be almost a giant, but what they lack in stature they make up in sturdiness. For although spare of body, probably no men in the world could do a longer day's work or survive greater hardships dirty they are certainly since they never change their clothes and seldom comb their hair yet for all that they are perfectly healthy and happy they have gradually split up into three groups known as mountain laps sea laps and river laps the first being nomads or wanderers and the other two settlers by the sea or river who have abandoned the original mode of life of their race Mountain laps are the most restless individual it is possible to imagine. Winter and summer they are always on the move, and three days are seldom passed in one place. Time does not enslave them, for they do not trouble about it. Routine is nothing to them. They eat and drink when they feel inclined, and they sleep when a favorable opportunity occurs. In such matters, as well as in many others, they resemble wild animals but in some respects they are methodical they work by the seasons and in their wanderings take the same lines each year in the summer months they are down by the sea during the remainder of the year they are on the mountains though at christmas time they usually arrange to encamp somewhere in the vicinity of a church for christmas is a great event in the lives of the laps since they profess christianity and if they are able to go to church at no other time of the year they make a point of doing so at this season today these people are law-abiding and peaceable but they are a strange mixture of good and bad they are kind and hospitable and of a cheerful disposition at the same time they can be cruel cunning and selfish while their love of money is no less than their love of drink when they can obtain it for one thing only does the mountain lap live his herd of reindeer they provide all his wants food clothing and the wherewithal to purchase 
luxuries they are his wealth his very existence depends on them and in consequence his mode of living has to be accommodated to the habits of his reindeer whithersoever they choose to graze their owner has to follow and he deems it no hardship to pitch his rough tent on the snowy wastes in winter or even to sleep out under a rock with a thermometer at seventy degrees below zero it is his life from earliest childhood he has known no other he is content with it and it is not only the men who pass their lives thus for the lat family is to some extent a united one and the women and children thoroughly enjoy the wild free life apparently suffering no ill effects from the rigors of the climate a lat baby starts life in a very queer way until he is able to walk it is kept in what is called a comsa a kind of cradle made of strips of wood covered with leather and just large enough to take the baby the little creature is rolled up in sheepskin and put into the cradle which is then stuffed with moss and the leather covering lays securely all around so that only the baby's face is seen to protect its head the comsa is provided with a wooden hood like most cradles and there is generally a shawl which can be thrown over the whole thing in severe weather in fact when the baby has been properly done up in its comsi it might go by parcel post without coming to much harm it is a very excellent arrangement because the family is incessantly moving about and the mothers have their work to do so cannot always be bothering about their babies a thong of leather stretches from head to foot of the comsi which the mother can thus sling on her shoulder when going about and by this thong the baby can be hung up to a tent pole or to the branch of a tree if its mother is busy but as often as not the comsies are just stuck up on end in the snow or against a rock while work is going on as soon as the child can walk and has finished its cradle existence it is dressed in clothes similar to those of his or her father or mother and looks most quaint the life which these children lead is devoid of much amusement from the beginning they are helping to pack up and move the tent and to look after the reindeer they are nothing more than little old men and women their toys are miniatures or models of such things as they will have to use later in life lassos snowshoes sleighs and their games are restricted to learning the use of the same they are treated by their parents more or less as if they were grown up and allowed to do much as they please consequently they become self-willed and have little respect for their elders after all the mode of life of the laps does not differ very greatly from that of our own gypsies though of the two the laps are certainly the better people the wandering spirit is inherent in both but a portion of each sooner or later shakes it off and leads a more settled life some there are however who will never be anything but wanderers so long as there remains a free country wherein they are at liberty to roam let us now see the kind of place which the mountain lap calls home it cannot be anything very elaborate or bulky as it has to be packed up and moved about nearly every day and it has to be carried on the backs of the reindeer in summer or drawn by them in sleighs in the winter so it is nothing more than a most unconventional form of tent not altogether unlike the wigwam of the red indians or the dwelling of many other nomadic people 
a few long poles are stuck up on a circle with their ends fastened together to form a sort of cone and over this framework is stretched a covering of coarse woolen material at one side there is a loose flap forming a door and the whole of the top part of the tent round about the ends of the poles is left open to admit light and to allow the smoke from the fire to issue forth the diameter of the tent is about twelve or fifteen feet and the height in the centre eight or ten feet this is the kitchen larder storeroom drawing-room dining-room and bedroom of the family men women boys girls babies dogs and all a few branches of trees are spread on the ground and in the middle immediately under the opening in the roof is the fire which is kept alight day and night around it the inmates sit on the ground by day and sleep by night there is no furniture of any kind and only a few cooking pots with some wooden bowls and spoons of wood or of horn beds and blankets and such like luxuries are also absent so undressing dressing washing and absurdities of that kind are not indulged in when the time has come to go to sleep those who are in the tent just roll themselves close up to the fire and sleep quite comfortably in the clothes which they probably have not taken off for a year or two the whole family is not likely to be in the tent at the same time some members of it must always be looking after the reindeer as the herd can never be left to its own devices consequently there is generally plenty of room meals are free and easy affairs there is no dinner bell and no fixed time for eating but food is always ready hanging in a pot over the fire and when any one feels inclined to eat the hand is plunged into the pot and a piece of meat pulled out and devoured in addition to reindeer meat of which the laps consume a great deal the food consists of cheese and sometimes a kind of porridge while for drink they have water melted snow reindeer milk and on occasions coffee the latter they are very fond of but few families can afford to drink it often so also with spirits which however they only manage to obtain in the towns thus live the mountain laps year in and year out Today a family is in one place, tomorrow a dozen miles away. Now and again other families are met with and receive hospitality, but for the most part the family and its herd keep to themselves, since to do otherwise might lead to difficulties about grazing. The rain floods their tent, the snow buries it, the wind blows it down, yet they survive and glory in their free life the sea laps though much more numerous than their brethren of the mountains are not so interesting they live by the coast in huts built of wood or of sods and obtain a livelihood by fishing the river laps on the other hand are both herdsmen and fishermen residing in small settlements on the banks of the rivers they keep reindeer as well as a few cows and sheep and they do a little in the way of farming the land round the settlement many of them are even intellectual and the advantages of having their children properly educated in the schools are gradually becoming appreciated end of section twenty five this recording is in the public domain